Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to yet another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I am talking with uh, somebody who is becoming a very good friend of mine and a, and a business partner. Uh, this is Jurgen Strauss. Strauss, Jurgen, welcome to our, my podcast. Thanks a lot. Um, it's a privilege to be here with you and chat with you again, Michael. Well, it is. And, and he says again, because I was on Jurgen's podcast that you're going to hear some about as a guest. And so I wanted him on my podcast because he does some really cool things for business owners that I think a lot of uh, my audience could could really uh, benefit from. And he, he helps business owners with marketing and podcast development to establish credibility in the eyes of the audience. Wow, go figure. And um, on his on his website, there's this really cool quote that he has. This is marketing is the art and science of creating and sustaining exceptional, remarkable customer experiences and relationships. Now, you're going to love that. And you, you, there are so many nuggets there we could unpack, but I, I just want to talk about sustaining, but yeah. also remarkable experiences and relationships. That's so important in marketing. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. But first, Tell us a little bit about you and who you are and, and how did you get to do what you're doing today? Yeah, that's a, a long story because I've been around for a while, but uh, <laughs> tr I'll, try to, I'll try to capture it in a, in a couple of sentences. So my background is in science, in chemistry, so hence the art and science part. Uh, my, uh, I had a long career in the corporate world and most of that time really enjoyed it because I was at the forefront of interactions with clients at very senior levels. I was kind of the technical problem solver for our products, traveling the world, getting to meet people in different countries, different cultures, learning about different cultures. And in that time, build up lots of fabulous relationships. That's kind of just the way I dealt with it. I never really thought about it until much later. Um, after about 21 years, the whole corporate environment within our company changed. The, I, what happened was essentially the values shifted to a point where there was actually a cultural values clash with me personally. Okay. And uh, I can say that now in hindsight. At the time, it was kind of two years of real pain where I still had these fabulous relationships but I was finding that I was having to go to all these people when I met them and apologize for our company and apologize for the way our company was treating them. And I realized at that time, it took me two years before I realized that, you know, this, this was no good. I had to make a change. And when I did make a change, I went out on my own in, in to small business, into Innovabiz, and realized at the time that, you know, those relationships were actually really key to me personally because I really got fulfillment and enjoyment out of those, but also that they were key to me being able to still help these people in this environment of um, you know corporate clashes or clashes between the companies. And so I kind of brought into the concept of I'll help small business with their marketing because when I started in Overbiz, there was 
virtually nothing around. Uh, small business was doing sales and being very salesy, um, but they weren't really thinking about marketing and strategic marketing. And so I brought systems, my scientific background in to build marketing systems, but I also brought in that concept of you've got to have the relationships there as well. It all starts with the relationships. And so that that's the kind of science and art part because relationships, you know, there's, there's a lot of soft skill stuff there that, that you have to bring to bear and empathy and understanding what the other person, you know, what they need, what their aspirations are, what their fears and frustrations are. So those are the two things I brought together. And about... Um, five years into my business, a mentor of mine suggested, why don't you start a podcast? It's a great positioning exercise. And I'd been a real fan of audio books way back when they were still on cassette tapes and was always listening to audio books when I was commuting in the car, put the cassette tape in. And then when podcasts started in the early 2000s, I became a great fan of podcasts, listened to them. Never really thought of myself as somebody that could start a podcast and do a podcast. It was always this mysterious thing. And when the, this mentor who had a podcast uh, suggested it, I said, well, what do I have to do? How do I get started? And he said, come into my studio, because he had a really professional studio set up. Come into my studio. I'll walk you through all the steps, show you how it's done, and then see what you think. And he showed me all that, and I thought, wow, I could do that at home. There's nothing really magical about it. Um, and, you know, being a technology person and loving computers, I thought I can handle all that stuff. So I got started. And also with all these relationships I had built up throughout my corporate career, I had a ready supply of guests to bring on to talk about innovation, which was the theme of the podcast in the early days. It was focused very much on innovation and people doing amazing things. And what I found was um, people had such a great time having the conversation with me, so there was a remarkable experience. Nice. They said, you should talk to so-and-so, I'll introduce you. And all of a sudden, within um, you know oh, two years, I think we, had, we got to 100 episodes and I got to meet probably half of those people, maybe even two-thirds of those people who I'd never met before. And they became new connections, new friends in many cases, um, and, and some of them very you know, high-profile guests that I never thought would give me the time of day. You know, they didn't know me from, um, from Adam. And, and all of a sudden I said, hey, would you love to come on my podcast, talk about these things? And, oh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, and you, you sparked something right there. And one of the, one of the um, from a marketing perspective, having a podcast does a lot of things. It positions you very differently than your competitors because mm -hmm. most of your competitors don't have a podcast. But it does open up the doors for you to invite what I call centers of influence yeah. as a guest because you're talking about them and letting them talk about themselves. And I mean, that's my favorite topic in the world, Jurgen, is me. Mm -hmm. And so you ask me a question, I can talk all day long about me, mm. but it's, it's really bringing them on to expose them to your audience and, and share with them, but you start building that relationship. That's and that's, right. that's yeah. so important. So talk, talk about how a business owner that, that you work with or, or somebody listening to this, how could they use a podcast to, to really elevate themselves, whether they're a 
financial advisor, an attorney, a car, sh- car shop owner. I mean, it really doesn't matter what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. What, how do you help business owners understand the marketing aspect and the podcasting and the, the credibility that that brings and all of that? Talk, talk to somebody who's listening to this going, yeah, I've thought about podcasting. I just, how, I don't know how it would work. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. The, I guess the, how can podcasting help your business? I mean, for me, there's two key things there. It, it's grown my network. And as a result of that, it's grown my business. So the podcast directly hasn't grown the business. And hence, you know, the idea of building and sustaining um, relationships. The What the podcast has done is allowed me to grow my network. I've met lots of people. And as a result of that, people have referred business to me because they've been guests on my podcast and we built this relationship. Or they've said to me, hey, I'm doing this thing. Would you like to participate in that, whether it's a summit or whether it's you know an opportunity to do a joint venture um, or like we're doing, um, sharing, sharing with our lists the um, information that, that we do, for example, having regular webinars, which just expands our reach in terms of the message that we want to share with, with an ideal audience. So right. they're, the, they're the things that I think if you focus on creating that exceptional experience for both the guests that you have on your podcast and the uh, listener of the podcast, then uh, and sustaining that experience and following up and you know growing those relationships that you build as a result, that's where the business comes from. It's not um, you know the days are gone where, uh, and this is a mistake that people still make today when they launch a podcast. They say you know we'll get to a million listeners or a million downloads and we'll get sponsorship or people will want to advertise and we'll earn a lot of money from the podcast directly. Those days are gone because um, you know there are people like. Uh, John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn, who started 15 years ago in podcasting. Um, and in those days, yes, that that was certainly the favorite way to get the money. But yeah. because of um, where podcasting is today, that really, you know, there's, there's too many podcasts around to go chasing advertising dollars or go chasing sponsorships. Well, there are. And I want to talk about that because if you go to iTunes or, or wherever and you search podcasts, right? I mean, there are lots of podcasts. And what I try to help people understand is you don't have to have a podcast for everybody. In fact, you shouldn't. You should know your audience and your podcast is for your audience. And the the other thing that you mentioned there is these high profile people that you've been able to interview and begin a relationship with them from a from a business standpoint. If I called you up, you're gonna say, Hey Jurgen, I want to have a conversation with you. Can we have coffee? what's the first thing that goes through your mind? It's like, well, what do you want, right? Yeah. And, and you start moving away from me versus if I send you an email or something, say, hey, Jurgen, I've been watching you on Innova Biz and I like, would, could I interview you on my podcast? Mm. Now you're moving toward it's, me. And it, exactly. it opens a relationship that you just said, you start there, but then you have follow-up. You, you engage, mm. you see how we could serve one another. And pretty soon you're right. The business starts coming your way but it, it is, it really is an indirect method of growing your business. Yeah, that's right. Very much. And I, I like to say that um, my podcast, I, I really love doing it. I, I really enjoy it. I get to speak to an expert 
each episode. And I get to ask whatever questions I want to ask. I get to have whatever conversation I want to have with that person. So I say it's like a one-hour masterclass with an expert in yeah. their field. So I, I always learn something. And I learn something that's very specific to me. It's not a course that that person's put together that may touch a couple of key points that I need to know or I'm interested in. It's very specific to me because... I ask them questions. I say, oh, I, didn't under I don't understand that exactly. Can you explain that? Or can you give me an example of that, how that works? Right. And, and so by the end of that hour, I've got all this extra knowledge. And then I get to share it with my audience. And they think I'm a hero because I've brought all this stuff to them. But I, I've only just learned it as well. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's the other aspect is, is I, I've met people, I'm sure you have too, they say, a podcast. I, I have to do how many episodes? Well, that's up to you. You could do one a week. You could do one, a, one every, it doesn't matter. But well, I have to prepare all this stuff. It's like, no, you, you invite people and you have conversations. I mean, that's a great, mm. this is a great format. Any business owner could do this. Mm. That's you, you right. And yeah, I love, I love the way you do it also with, with a book, um, with the book publishing and having a podcast as part of the book launch. So you mm -hmm. have one one episode per chapter or one episode right. per topic uh, content. And I think that's brilliant because if you think about it, there's so many people in business that they've either written a book or they write a regular blog post or they write a regular newsletter or you know some other content that they publish regularly as part of their day-to-day -day marketing or day-to-day -day positioning um, in, in the marketplace. And there's all this content. Now they could take that content and produce a podcast with it. And if they're concerned, and I know I find it challenging to do a solo podcast in a way that's as engaging as a conversation like this. So get somebody to have a conversation with, get somebody to ask you, you know, tell me about chapter one of your book, exactly the way you do it. Absolutely. You know, or, 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 or reverse engineer that have your podcast interview and then send the email out and make this interview part of your blog post, right? So instead mm. of just reverse engineer it, that way you do a podcast and now you multiply where that podcast can That's go. Right, yeah. It's not rocket science. It's just getting mm. out there and doing it and starting with a little bit of vision and a little bit of strategy, but realize it's not about downloads. It's about relationships. That's right. And, and reaching the right audience, as you said. Yes. Yeah, and they're all over the place. I mean, the other thing that that you do um, is is you host you know these networking events for podcasters and different things. Where mm -hmm. I've met lots of people who have podcasts, people who want to be on my podcast, and I've had them on there. And it's it's just it's building a network, which we've all done through chambers of commerce or BNI group or whatever, because we know that I only know a certain number of people. But if I meet Jurgen, well, Jurgen knows you know, a hundred people that now I can start to know. And it's it, this podcasting is just a phenomenal way to meet lots of people, to share content and to talk with experts and learn from them and share that, share that information with your audience. Because again, yeah, your audience looks at you and says, man, I love this. I get comments all the time about my, my episodes and people are like, Hey, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed that. Great. Yeah. That makes me feel wonderful that I'm bringing value to them mm. in an area that I don't have that much expertise in many times. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And then, and, so, so, so let's talk about some, what about some, I want to say follow-up, right? How do you do relational follow-up with a guest? What are some ideas that a, a business owner should be thinking about? Okay. I've got somebody on my, my podcast. We had a great conversation. 
how do I keep that relationship going without feeling like I'm selling them something, right? Yeah, yeah, great question. Well, this is where I bring in my science part and my process background. And I, I have a bunch of follow-up things that I do that essentially I have a reminder system that says, okay, it's time to do this one now. So when I have somebody on the guest, and you would have experienced a lot of this already, uh, when I have somebody on as a guest, immediately after I finish the interview, I will write a series of um, social media posts with their photo and, and some text over the top that says, you know, I had a great conversation with Michael talking about um, how to easily publish your book and how to turn that book into a powerful business tool um, that gets you a whole lot more business. So something like that I, I might have put on social media and post it and then I tag that person. So I kind of initiate a conversation on the social media and of course a lot of people see that post on the social media so they're anticipating the publication of that particular podcast episode. Then I also send them an immediate thank you message and I've switched there. I used to have um, kind of a standard um, message where I just put in a kind of two sentences of personalized stuff that related back to our conversation and any follow-up there. Um, I've switched that now to an audio message. I thought, well, podcaster, audio, right? That right. makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, And it's a lot quicker. So I send an audio message with some additional information like, you know, here's, here's where you can give give me feedback and here's where you can uh, review the podcast if you'd love to do that. I'd love to get you to review the podcast. So that's my immediate follow-up. Then between three and seven days later, I will send them a video thank you greeting. So I actually just mm. fire up my video camera, get on video and say, hey, Michael, I really enjoyed our conversation. I loved talking about book publishing. I think that what you do is fantastic. I think it's brilliant that you take um, podcasting into that and, and use the content of the book to produce essentially however many chapters there are podcast episodes without any additional work on the part of the book author. So it's a great way to promote the podcast. Really love it. Let's stay in touch. Um, let's keep it going. Here's the details of when the podcast publishes and anything else that I can think of at the time. So it's like a two to three minute video that takes me about exactly that much time to do. So yeah. easy. With which I want to pause right there because I use a, I use a company called Loom, L-O-O-M, right? To do a very yeah. similar thing, to do short video messages out to just all kinds of people. And the power of that, the personal nature of that, when you sent that to me and even the audio went, I thought, well, that's really cool. That's probably the first audio email I've gotten. But the, when you send those, when you do those, it, they come across as so genuine mm. because you're not reading, you're not reading a script to say, thank you, Michael, for being on my, it's not that at all. And, and I, I, I don't fight. I challenge business owners every week to go relax. Be yes. yourself. Exactly, yeah. And it makes such a big difference. So talk about that as far as the podcast. I listened to a podcast the other week, Jurgen. I had to turn it off. It was just too stuffy, mm. and they were just trying to be so professional and so just right on. And it's like, it's not you. Just mm. I, I want talk to us about the genuine nature of a podcast and, and how to connect personally and, and build that experience really 
through a podcast because mo- most podcasts are not video. They're they're on the phone. They're audio. Just audio. Mm. How do you connect with somebody through audio? We do it like this. But what what kind of tips mm. or things have you learned about? Yeah, well, one of the things I mentioned earlier that I I still struggle with a solo episode mm-hmm. because I'm still stilted, believe it or not, after so many years of podcasting. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes I do kind of a series of about 10 and then I pause it again because I'm just not happy with it. And my solo podcast is pretty well <laughs> that sort of frequency and it's on pause at the moment again. Yeah. The uh, The thing that I find with a conversation like this is as you say just relax and have a conversation with the person so when i have guests on my podcast i now regularly um, have them do a a pre-interview somebody said yesterday to me did i pass the audition (laughs) i said it's not really an audition Um, (laughs) it is it is in a way because i i'm very protective of my audience so i'm not going to bring anybody on because i want to ensure that they're a fit for the subjects and my audience and also that they're here to add value to my audience. So it is in some ways an audition, but the primary purpose of that 15-minute short call is for us to get to know one another so that when we get onto the podcast recording, it's like a couple of old friends coming on to have a conversation. And that's the way I approach it. I get on there and say, this is just a conversation. In the early days when I started my podcast, I had this really long script. Right. And I would spend hours preparing every episode saying, okay, what, what's the opening question? Well, something like, tell us about your background. How did all this get started? That's not a bad question. Um, I've got better ones now. But then I would think, well, what would be a logical next question? How might they answer that? What would be a logical? And I would script out the whole thing like a play, you know, like a performance. And, right. and it would have to follow that script. And I'd then be married to that script and a lot of those were very stilted. What I found as I started listening back to some of the episodes, the people that I mentioned earlier that I'd built these relationships with in my corporate career that I knew really well and there was, you know, there was this, hey, old friend, we're having a conversation aspect to it. Whilst I'd scripted out their episodes as well and spent hours on them, I went off script immediately on there because it was a conversation between a couple of old friends or old colleagues and that's how I approach every episode it's really you know as if I'm meeting my friend in the coffee and I say how how's things going and tell me more about that and you know it just and I I've started coining this term now from our uh, make marketing more human theme is podcast like you're human I love it oh and but it's so that's refreshing because if we met in a coffee shop, it would be very relaxed and I wouldn't have a mm. script, right? Mm. And that's really what, because too many times scripting it out puts pressure on you, the host, but yeah. it also puts pressure on the guest. Mm. And it's like, no, I don't want you to feel pressure. I want you to feel relaxed because I want to pull from it. I'm going to ask you what I call softball questions. They're just really easy. You already know the answers to them. No surprises. I want to, mm. I want to prop you up and let you share your expertise. And really, I want you to share some stories, right? And, and that's what really captivates people. But putting your guest at ease, I, I used to send out, and we may still do this, a list of like eight questions that I'm going to answer. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even ask those anymore because we, yeah. get to, we get to the salient issues. We get to the important things that my audience is interested in 
through conversations and I never know where the, where the top, where it's going to go because you, you just said something a little bit and I'm like, Oh, I want to talk about that. Right. You didn't know I was going to talk about that, but that's yeah, the beauty of having experts on. It doesn't matter. You know, the answers. That's right. The, the other beauty, I mean, it's funny you say, you know, sending out the documents. We send out a document in advance to prep our guests as well. And it's really important. Make the guests feel comfortable. That's part of that exceptional experience. When the guest comes onto the show, they need to feel as though this is going to be an easy conversation. And I already know you because we met on that short call and they've got the background information at hand. Now, one of my guests this week said to me, uh, there's a couple of questions on, on your list that I, I don't feel qualified to answer, so let's avoid those. And he mentioned the questions. I, oh, are they still on there? I haven't reviewed that document for ages. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go and review that document, edit yeah. it, pull out, pull out. And then I found about 10 questions that I had listed there, none of which I've asked for years. And I thought yeah. I'll just delete the yeah. entire questions and, and rephrased it. This is a conversation we're going to touch on what you've given me as as your key um, points that that you cover your areas of expertise and then we'll try to get some stories examples yeah well and the other aspect is like this podcast you know my podcast is, is about 25 minutes 30 minutes in length it's mm -hmm. not hard to cover 25 minutes of content in a short conversation right so your podcast as a business owner you don't have to do an hour I've, mm. I've listened to some podcasts that are that are three to five minutes. That's all they do. They do a series of yeah. short. Well, that's good. If that's your podcast format, go there. There are no rules that's, or regulations. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots of different ways you can do it. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we we um, I was, I was also going to point out that when I learned that and learned, hey, I don't need to script every episode. And part of that was trusting myself to say, okay, Michael has a book publishing business. He publishes books. He does podcasts as part of that. He helps people market their books and hence market their business with the books. So once I have that little bit of information and then I might look up your LinkedIn profile or listen to a couple of podcasts you've done with other hosts so that I don't necessarily cover the same ground, but maybe I'll discover some secrets like for example you've got your sons in your business helping out and you're a very religious person so I've got a couple of more personal things that I can touch on if I need to um, and and then I then I just trust myself that we're going to have a good conversation and if something comes up I say oh that's right your son's in the business you know and, and we can talk about that how do you how do you work with family in the business you know that might be a topic we then explore or whatever there's a whole lot of things and often I find myself I target sort of 30 minutes and then I have a, a, a buzz round of five questions that usually take about 10 minutes on top of that but often I find in that 30 minutes we run out of time because yeah. hey I've, I did want to ask you about that but let's save that for another time yes. and what I've found in doing that is that my preparation time no longer is several hours per episode. I can I can do it in less than an hour now. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I do listen to some of the podcasts while I'm walking or while I'm commuting. So I kind of multitask with those. Well, but absolutely. the actual preparation time itself is, is cut much shorter. Yeah. Well, and that's one reason we added podcasting is because it's, it's portable. It's very challenging to take a book on a walk with you when you're walking your dog. You know, you run into a tree or something, but I can listen 
or right. I can listen while I'm driving. And so that, that was one of the reasons we, we inserted that into our process because not just the credibility of having a podcast, and but it's the fact that it's portable, it's with us and it's audio and I connect. So there are so many different aspects. And I know on your, on your website, which is um, innovabiz.co.com. You can go to .co, it gets you to the same place. All right. And, and that's going to be in the show notes because uh, you're in Australia. That's right. Right? Okay. Got to get the right country, um, which is really cool. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, on your website, you've got a free, is it a master class? Yeah, yeah. It's a short, uh, short class, which essentially gives you the first four steps of our marketing program and it, it essentially is the same as what we have for our podcasting program and, and we've got the system in 12 steps it's kind of drawn like a flywheel because I, I like to say that once you get started on this podcasting journey and you do it right with the sustainable relationship part it, it is like a flywheel it's like it's almost unstoppable for me now I can't right. imagine stopping the podcast I'd be flooded with people saying when's the next episode coming out from listeners and I'd be flooded with people saying you know when are you going to do another season so we can we can come on we'd love to be a guest on the show that's right which is a great position to be in right because people are looking to you as the expert as the curator of content it's a great Mm -hmm. position to be on because um, everybody knows you Right. And so who are they going to refer business to? Well, you need to talk to Jurgen. He's he's got all this stuff. And if you go to Jurgen's when when you go to Jurgen's website, um, you you got some podcast episodes there. You've got lots of great information. So um, I just think it's fascinating what you do and how you've put this together. I love the flywheel analogy um, Hmm. because we we call it a marketing flywheel. Right. You've got you get that (laughs) thing rolling and it just keeps going. And that and that's what connects the engine in a car to the to the transmission. Right. Is that flywheel that makes it all work together so that you'll go which is what we want to do so where can they find that you you tell them the, the website because i slaughtered it sorry <laughs> okay well it's innovabiz i-n-n-o-v-a-b-i-z dot co you can go to dot co and that will take you there and as michael said there's a we call it the marketing mastery mini class so there's four modules in that class that we, we start off with a self-assessment. So who are you? What are your values? What what kind of culture do you have inside your business, in your personal culture? And what is it that you're bringing to the world? What's the message you have? What's the service or product that you have? And how's that going to make a difference? So that's kind of the first step, really getting clear about that. Then the second one is, well, who is it that you can help? Who's the dream customer? And in the case of podcasting, who's the dream audience? And then the third one is, where's the connection between those two? What is it that the dream customer needs that you can actually deliver on? So, you know, making sure that if you make a promise that you're going to be delivering on that promise, creating those exceptional sustainable, or exceptional and sustainable experiences and relationships. And then the fourth one is crafting the message. How do you craft that message so whether that's a podcast or whether it's in in your marketing programs um, that will actually speak to that dream customer speak to their issues that they're looking to solve and establish that connection begin the conversations to take you into the next step of the flywheel absolutely so you want to uh, reach out 
to his website, to Jurgen's website. It'll be in the show notes, uh, of course. Um, but take advantage of that because what you, um, so many times people don't dive into who they are and your core values. And that's really, really mm-hmm. important as you create your marketing message so that there's congruency there. And so starting with yourself, looking at your target audience, looking at your offer, all that, a very, very good course for you to take. So reach out to him and novabiz.co will get you there. And it'll be in the show notes as well. Um, you're gonna, man, I have enjoyed it. I love podcasting, as you know. Um, you're a master <laughs> at it. You, you've put together a phenomenal program. So I want to encourage people who are listening. If you if you just have the inkling to, you haven't launched your podcast, you're not sure what to do, you're thinking about it, check him out. Go, go to anovabiz.co and see what he's got available and how you can grow and, and use podcasting to grow your business because that's what's happened to us. That's what happened to you, Jurgen, and the many clients that you've served, right? Yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot for that, Michael. And uh, this has been a privilege. And also check out uh, my conversation with Michael on the Innova Buzz podcast. I don't remember exactly which episode it was, but it was one of the last 20, oh, I'd say. 20 or so, yeah. So your podcast yeah. is really fun. His website's Innova Biz. His podcast is Innova Buzz. And so you can find that on, what, iTunes and Spotify and Google yeah. Anywhere a podcast uh, can be found, you will find Innova Buzz podcast. Listen to Jurgen because he, he interviews all kinds of people who are really more interesting than me. But we had a great conversation as well. So um, check that out. We'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. And um, Jurgen, I appreciate you being here. It's always fun to be with you. So um, thanks, thank Michael. You. I really enjoyed this. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us, buddy. You take care. We'll be, uh, we'll be in touch soon. You too. Look forward to it. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.